Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars, where we interview successful real estate agents on what they're doing to be so successful. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and we have with us today, Corey Martin with Keller Williams, who has been an individual agent since 2002 and closes over 50 transactions per year on average as an individual agent. He's going to share with us today how he does that. How does he manage his business, keep track of everything, and close so much business as an individual agent. So let's let's get talking to Corey. Welcome to the show, Corey. Hey, thanks, RJ. I appreciate you having me on. This is great. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. You've been in, in business since 2002. That's a long time. What did you do before you got into real estate? It's a lot of gray hair, you can tell. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, right. <laughs> Uh, so Denver native, uh, I grew up here right in the tech center, born and raised. Uh, I went right. to college, uh, I went to the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina, and I came back, I was actually, I graduated in 99, was going to go into the Marine Corps out of college, ended up declining my commission, and then um, what happened, obviously, 9-11 happened in 2001, and I tried to go back, I actually tried to go to OCS, uh, to get into the military, and all my buddies were going off, uh, obviously to war and different stuff like that. And, and I what's, ended up what's, o, what's OCS for uh, officer candidate school. So okay. that's where you would typically go right after you graduate from the Citadel to do all your, okay. you know, as you graduate as a second lieutenant. So um, anyway, I was uh, planning on doing that, but I got put on hold. It was a long, drawn out process, and my dad said. Hey, have you ever thought about real estate? And uh, there's a gentleman in the business. Some people may know him. Steve Schultz has been in the business forever. He's one of the Keller Williams owners for the for our office. And so he went and said, "Go meet with Steve." And uh, I met with Steve, and we sat down. And he said, "If you're anything like your dad, uh, you'd be successful in real estate." So I ended up getting into real estate. It was kind of a funny trickle into it. wasn't supposed to happen, and then it just you know it took off from there. So kind of a crazy start on how I got into real estate. To begin, it's never, it wasn't like a passion or a dream of mine or a family member or something like that. So, gotcha. So something must have clicked because you you have the longevity at this point. You have the success. Did it take off right away for you, or did you, you have some early struggles? You know what? What I was blessed to join. I started off as an individual agent for a few months, and then I got on um, the Kiker team, which is still a team within the tech center. Pam Kiker, Chris Kiker. Um, and that was a great foundation for me to start to learn how the business was supposed to be done from the ground up. So I was with them for mm -hmm. several years, um, and that's when you could find properties for eighty thousand dollars. You know, we were, you know, uh, I was doing a lot of like yeah. sign calls, open houses. Uh, we had this thing called HUD leads when there was a lot of foreclosures, not for a lot of them, but there was, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, mm -hmm. I, I, I was consistent since day one. I'm building my database, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, I think, you know, and again, we'll get into this too, but being organized from day one and building that database has, has really made my life easier year to year to year as I've, you know, progressed in real estate. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've done the same thing in my business and it's invaluable to be able to look back on all that data. Correct. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how much, how much of a factor do you think it was with your military background going to the Citadel? and being so organized. I, I still to this day, it was one of the worst places I've ever been to in my life. And I mean that in a good way, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I mean, the, I, it, was it was unbelievably invaluable. I mean, it was um, uh, very valuable. I mean, it was the, 
the discipline that they teach, the attention to detail. I remember I played soccer at the Citadel too. It was a, I was I was a pretty good soccer player here in Denver, and and it was a D1 school, um, so I got to play D1 ball when I was out at the Citadel. But my coach was an ex Marine Corps captain from the first uh, from the Gulf War, and that guy was locked on. He was I mean attention to detail. He had it written in our locker room that said attention to detail, and that has stuck with me for years. It's just in everything you do, if you pay attention to details, you won't miss things. And, and, and that taught me how to be organized and, um, you know, it just really, again, attention to detail. So everything that I do has a method or there's a reason behind it or, there, or there's something that's organized in that way for me to complete a project or a task. And that's, you know, with real estate, you've got to be organized. There's a lot of moving parts in real estate. Absolutely. Well, that's a really good uh, tip, attention to detail for people to keep in mind. And what are a couple other things that you... Uh, a couple nuggets that you took away from the Citadel and from some of your mentors there that uh, still apply today that other people might be able to learn from because most of us don't have that military background. So we, you know, I, for one, am looking for, you know, ways to keep myself more organized. So, well, you know what, there was, uh, I would say, there's a compliment that I get from a lot of people. Um, There's two kind of that that I've gotten that I've always found funny that I can literally trace all the way back to the Citadel was one was always... Um, being on time for me, being on time is never like if we were to start at ten, you'll, I'll be on at or I'll I'll be there at nine fifty, okay, nine fifty five. To me, it was taught at the school on time is late, so you're early wherever right. you go. So that's a good mindset. You you want to respect people's time. So when I go show houses, I know that traffic. You I account for every little thing, but I've always had clients say, "My God, you you always beat me. You're here early. You're never late." Um, and then that is also on my follow up. When I have clients call me, one of the biggest compliments is like, I've never, and especially in this day and age, I've never had somebody call me back as fast as you. You're so responsive, whether it's via email, text, or phone call. You're literally, I'll leave a message within a certain amount of time, you'll call me back, or you'll text me and tell me when you'll call me. And so that has really just solidified a ton of my relationships on how I'm responsive. My clients feel like they're literally the only one I'm working with, and yet I have 10 clients I'm working with at that same time, right? So... That, there, that I can trace back to the Citadel. It's really focus on task. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a really good one. So er, early on, how did you then incorporate some of these um, uh, uh, philosophies that you learned at the Citadel into your business specifically? Like what kinds of structures did you put in place to make sure that all these things happen? Yeah, so I, I'm, a, I'm huge on organization. So we kind of touched on that a tad bit. But when mm-hmm. I first started, because I'm not a technology guru, me and technology fight a lot. Um, I'm just not that guy. Um, I had a binder and every body I got, whether it was an open house, a sign call, a lead uh, from just anything, a friend, a sphere, anything, went into what I had, what I called was a binder. And I would handwrite it. I'm a big handwrite guy. Um, I have a, this is my day timer. Um, I still handwrite mm-hmm. all my stuff. I, I, it's not in my phone. It's handwritten. And I tend to remember it more that way. But um, uh, so I had a binder. So every person that I spoke to, I would leave a little, uh, like, you know, I talked to them this day. What did I talk about? You know, oh, let's say their son was just starting soccer. So I would, you know, make a note, Timmy started soccer. So then, and then I would say, I'd put them in this, this and now I saw this is all on the computer, right? I do. I use a, a CRM called Realty Juggler. I'll talk about that. But now I it, so I would it would tell me, hey, call them in two weeks or whatever that was. So I'd open up my binder and in two weeks there was their there was their chart and I would open it up and I'd call them and say, hey, how was Timmy's first soccer game? 
you know, and that's, so I just yes. started organizing every human being into a CRM and I have never deviated from that. That is one thing that I touch on a daily basis is my database every single day and I have for 20 years, okay? Um, that's and that's, that's where I have clients call me back and go, you know, or, or they reach out to me. They're like, God, you know everything about, like, we've always talked about my life, my kids and all that. It's never real estate. It always circles back to real estate, but they're always like, God, you're so, you know, you know, you're, you're just so organized, right? And so that's really saved me from losing clients to other people. So that's awesome. I, I do the same exact thing. I'll take notes on clients that, you know, if I don't, maybe I don't talk to them for five years, but I, that, that way I'm able to recall things about them, like their, their dogs or their kids or their right. hobbies. It's the best way it, to you. And I, I agree. Sometimes people have a hard time calling their sphere to like, Hey, what should I talk about? I don't want to just say, Hey, do you know anybody who's thinking about buying or selling real estate? But if you have good notes about what they like, what you've talked about in the past, their life, that's what you lead. It'll always lead back to yep. real estate. So if you're struggling for content, totally. I don't want to call my sphere. Don't worry. Don't talk about real estate. They will come back to you. I promise you. They'll always come back. How's the market? Rates are crazy, right? I've heard this and that. They'll come back. Talk about their life though. So, Totally. And the thing that I've realized is that I, I want to remember everybody and I remember a lot of them just, you know, without looking at the database, but by writing it down, it helps me to, to recall that information. Sometimes yeah. I can't remember it. Or there's yeah. something like I remember one thing, but not the other thing. And it's in the database. So, oh, yeah, they, they're into soccer. So maybe I'll ask about how the Denver team's doing. Or, yeah, or, exactly. Or, or their kids play soccer or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's a great tip. And I think a lot of uh, people fall short on that, on the databasing. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. So... Tell me more about your database. You meant, you kind of touched on the system that you use. Have you always used the same one or have you evolved through the years? Yeah, for so I have I so I use now what's called Realty Juggler. I think they're out of Colorado Springs to be honest with you. It's a very simple system and I started using them back in the day when they were um, kind of fairly new. We, I had used Top Producer, which I think a lot of agents are familiar with for, yep. for many, many years. But there was things I didn't like about it. And as I mentioned before, I, I'm not a technology guru guy. I don't chase the, shiny, the, the next shiny uh, technological advancement thing. That's just not me. So what I like mm -hmm. is a system that is simple, that serves whatever purpose it is for me. And, and it's, it, it, that I, so it, it works with me, right? And I've always said the best CRM for anybody is the one they're going to use. So for me, what it does is it really does a good job of, uh, a notes page and then it also does a good job of my calendar and showing me who to call that day and then it also has a drip mm. system and all that they all do now and that kind of thing but my biggest thing is touching base with my clients on a daily basis and that's a scheduled thing like I said I do every single day and for me that system is it's very simple very click and click and play click and easy easy for me to use and I like that I don't need all this crazy different stuff I'm very simple mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's for mm -hmm. me so well simple I mean like you said if they if Whatever database you use is the best one. And if it's simple and that's what you need, then that's perfect. totally. And I think, to be honest with you, for people that are priced, I mean, that I think it's a hundred, what is it, a hundred and some dollars a year or something or something. It's some, wow, or, it's, maybe it's like, yeah. it's, hor it's unbelievably inexpensive. And for people that are just starting out, you know, you don't need to pay top producer thousands of dollars a year or these other ones. They're not bad. But don't, uh, but don't feel like you have to do that. Just get one that you're working on. And as you advance your business, once you've learned mm -hmm. to use the system, you could you could look around for something. But again, it's just using it on a daily basis, in my opinion, is what. 
That's a really good point. So do you have a particular time block where you sit down and call the people that pop up in your database? Every that's, a gr- that's a great question, and I get that a lot. Um, I, I used to do that, but as, as you get busier in the business, you need to, I think you need to be more um, uh, malleable. Okay, You need to understand, like in the morning, 8 o'clock might hit, I might have three emergencies on a couple of deals that I've got to jump on that I'm not going to call at 1 o'clock, right? So mm-hmm. I have become where the night before I usually plan a time in my day timer. Hey, this is when I'm pretty much planning on doing my hour worth of calls, right? But then I'm also knowing that, hey, listen, if something comes up, I can move that around. And I'm okay with that. I think mm-hmm. in this business, you've got to be reactive. Like when my phone rings, because I call people back, I'd rather talk to that agent real quick, solve that, and then before calling them back later. So a lot of times I'll move things around. It just depends on my schedule. But I would say that's just me, and that may be tough for people. But in essence, I started off time blocking, and I do think if you're starting off to really focus on your CRM and your database and making those calls, time block it on a daily basis and just do it, especially if you're not handling six or seven deals, fortunately, like I am at a time. If you've got one or two, you certainly have a little bit more free time that you could schedule that. You should. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you do your hour, do you shut everything down so you can really focus on it or how do you i I tend to do that and i recommend that you do that turn off your phone Mm -hmm. don't check social media um that's another thing that i've gotten into i i have um on my crm now or on my daytime or um i have points when it says okay at at 12 o'clock i'll check uh, facebook for 15 minutes so i won't my goal is to not jump on there every day because it's a trap we Mm -hmm. all know it is so i actually set up time blocks to where i do that and then because otherwise mm-hmm. you get sucked into it. So, but yes, I highly recommend that you set time blocks for sure. So, yeah. 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 So how do you stay responsive to people when you're in that time block or when you're doing something like this? Um, but, uh, or- well, in that case, so something like this with, within an hour, I think is a reasonable window. You know, if you're going to not call somebody back an hour or two later, you either set up an autoresponder on your text, your email mm-hmm. or your phone. It's really cool. I mean, you can just change your voice, but really quick, Hey, I'll be tied up between 10 and 11. I'll call you back after. So um, I, I think that, you know, you can use those technology, you know, that we have to do that. If it's it, within an hour, I don't mind this scenario. Like I'm sure when I get off, I'm going to look at my phone. I'm just going to be eight text messages and three voicemails. Right. <laughs> so, right, um, right. but uh, and then I'll just follow those guys up after that. I already knew that this would take X amount of time. So I knew that my next hour after this would probably be follow-up calls. So. Okay. Nice. So, so um, you mentioned, a lot of your business is fear. All your business is fear. What else do you do to stay in touch with your past clients? Do you have other uh, techniques besides just calling them? Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll talk about. Um, there's one thing that I that I think that I've done for years that has really really helped solidify relationships with my clients, or really helped connect with them and stay in touch with them. Because you want to touch, you know, you want to talk to them multiple times throughout the year. But so what I do at closings is I get, and a lot of people are doing this, but you'd be surprised when I've done classes, how many people don't do this, but I get all my clients at closing. I ask them for their birthdays and their anniversaries. I ask them for their kids' birthdays and I ask them for their pets' birthdays and names. So let's say we've got a family of five. Um, So I've got Mm. mom and dad's birthday. Then I've got mom and dad's anniversary. Then I've got, let's say there's three kids. So I've got their birthdays and let's say they have two dogs. So that's a family of five plus two dogs. That's seven touches a year plus one for the anniversary. That's eight touches a year that I don't even have to come up with a reason to touch them. And then I handwrite, and I still do this today on Sunday nights, I time block, because I'm not a big TV guy. I'll just admit that. I don't watch TV. I mean, I rarely watch TV. I watch sporting events or whatever. But if I have downtime, my downtime are writing 
note cards to clients or I'm out walking or hiking or fly fishing or whatever. I'm just not a TV guy. So on -hmm. Sunday nights, I do my birthday cards for that week. I handwrite those birthday cards. I do the anniversary cards. And in there, I slide a scratch ticket. So I've been doing scratch tickets, dollar scratch tickets for years for all my clients. And what's pretty cool is, you know, I'll get a picture every year from, uh, you know, a family that says, you know, here's a picture of Jenny. Jenny, their daughter, won $50 on the scratch ticket. She's 11, right? And they're, So they're holding my card and their scratch ticket, and it's just that yeah, cool solidification yeah. thing. And my clients have gotten that. I've been doing that for 15-plus years, scratch tickets. It costs me a fair amount of money every year, right, on the scratch tickets and the hand. But those are eight touches that I don't have to come up with an idea to touch my sphere. So that's, I mean, that's almost a whole year of touches doing nothing but birthday cards, right? and anniversary mm-hmm. cards and pet cards. And so the other thing I did with the pet cards is um, I, I, I did a deal with one of the local pet shops here in Lone Tree. They give me a, like it's 25% off online order. So I put that in there for their pets. So instead of a scratch ticket for the dogs and the cats, they get a pet gift card to a local pet store. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You're helping out the community, you know, sh- store. And you also got a little discount yeah. for them. So anyway. I love that. That I will say, and I'm, I'm amazed at how many people don't do this. And if you're doing it, good for you, but stay consistent. I know some people have companies that, that do the typed cards. There's nothing better than a handwritten card. Call me old school. Absolutely. Handwritten cards are the best thing yep. you could ever do because people don't do them anymore. You know, one of the things that's really just selfishly is awesome about these podcasts is I learned from this. And I know that I'm falling short on handwritten notes right now. So that's a great reminder. And I think that scratch ticket little tip is awesome. I mean, that's a great takeaway from our conversation. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's I'm te- it's by far, I've said this a few times just over the years that people look forward to like, I mean, I get that they reply back. I get the text. The other thing on their birthdays, like I had two anniversaries this morning and two birthdays. So most of my clients know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of goofy and I everybody's. You have different personalities for different clients and stuff, but mm. I'll do video text. I'll sing, you know, I'll start to sing happy birthday and I'll say, okay, I'm not going to do that, but I'll send video text wishing them a happy birthday. And people love that. They, a lot of their friends just say happy birthday or you get that Facebook happy birthday, but you send them a video. They're kind of like, oh, that's cool. You send them a two second video. It's personal. You just made it up. It's not a, you, it's not one that was made up for everybody. Right. So it's just that little Again, you're a real estate agent. You want them to always think about you on that, but you also want to connect with them on a personal level. It makes that whole transition to real estate so much easier. It's like, just like that. So Totally, totally. Well, you're, you're uh, becoming their friend. You're getting to know them. This and, is and a, it's a relationship-based business, and it's a long-term yeah. relationship-based business. The problem with agents in a lot of ways is they go from one deal to the next. They're chasing that. When you've got to start at the beginning of your real estate career and know that, you know what, I'm doing this for the next 30 years. So remember, every mm-hmm. human being is going to buy multiple homes during that time. They're going to buy from somebody. It might as well be me. So I might as well stay in touch with them and befriend them and really integrate my, you know, make sure they would never think about going anywhere else. So they, um, I just got back from my mastermind group last week and they were talking about how, like in, on, the, on the loan side, you know, they, we don't have residual income on the real estate side. We don't have residual income. The the speaker was talking about how he has an insurance friend who always gives him crap because he, he has residual income. And he said to his friend, well, well, my residual income is my past clients staying in touch with my past clients. And, uh, that's how we continue to do business over and over and over again and not just constantly have to reinvent ourselves. Exactly. It's so much easier to maintain a relationship than build one, in my opinion. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so easy. So people just, totally. 
and I get, it's funny when I do get a referral from a client or I get a, you know, let's say I get a sign call and I pull it up and I'm like, God, it looks like you bought this three years ago. Why aren't you calling, you know, that agent that helped you buy? Oh, I never heard from him again. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, well, thank you very much for your new client that I'm going to have for the rest right. of my life. Because it's, <laughs> exactly. I just laugh. I'm like, what? That is just, it's unbelievable. It's just because you know, people aren't disciplined yeah. to creating a CRM and following it on a day, treating a real estate career like it is a full-time business. And it is. Yeah. So you're going to do this seven days a week. If you're not into it and you don't want to do it, then that's, I mean, I, I think it's a seven day a week job in some totally. form. And, and I think no matter what people do, whether it's the lottery ticket idea or, you know, calling a certain number of people every day, whatever it is you do to stay in touch, it's that consistency over time. Correct. And just the fact that you are staying in touch. Yep. Consistency. You've said it. Yep. Totally. Totally. So what else do you do? Do you have, do you hold client events and or do anything like that? Yeah, that's funny. So uh, my, my marketing for my sphere or clients that consists of, obviously I got the birthday cards. We just talked about that. Then I do a monthly mailer. I still do old school paper mailers to my past clients. Okay. Uh -huh. um, I know you. Is it one you do or do you delegate it to a company? I have a marketing company that I've used for many years that has, you know, basically they okay. tell me what they're going to do this month and I say yes or no. Or, and most 90% of the time I use that whatever they're going to do that month. Um, it's, uh -huh. They've done a really good job with content and stuff like that. But that goes out to everybody I've sold a home to that's in the state of Colorado. Okay. Okay. Um, out of staters, I still stay in touch with. Um, I, it, just side note, my clients that move out of state, I still stay in touch with. Do you know how many referrals I've gotten for referrals for people moving here or agents out there just from staying in touch with them? Sure. So I just, I, even though they leave the state, they still get everything from me, minus the mail or every, because it doesn't apply, right? Sometimes it's like ski resort information, right? That's not going to matter for somebody who moved. But um, yeah. anyway, so I do that. I do a weekly newsletter that goes out on email to everybody who I've ever had. Every email, there's thousands of emails I have, right? So that goes out every week. And then I do um, multiple Facebook, Instagram posts during the week, whether it's sold, uh, coming soon, mm -hmm. client review, that kind of thing. So I've got, I've got kind of a really decent, I think a very simple but organized system on a weekly basis that I do for my past clients. So, You know, people might be listening to this and thinking, man, an email a week to my past clients, that seems like a lot. Super What's your philosophy email. behind that? So there's so many there's so many platforms. I happen to use one called Mailchimp. People are probably familiar mm -hmm. with it, yeah. um, but there are so many. And even CRMs will have you. You can even do them through your CRMs. Okay, I've just used Mailchimp forever. I haven't even decided to go anywhere else. But you you send you spend you know one or two days, or you have somebody set up a template of your email newsletter, and then you just fill it with content. It can be you know updates. And, and as agents, we should be reading a bunch of news about real estate anyway. You should be able to formulate something. You know, whether it's one little article and then it's a coming soon that you have or it's a client testimonial, just something to hit their email box once a week. We know 90% of it's they're going to delete it, just like my card. But it's just that repetition that Corey's in the business. He's doing it every day. Corey's in the business. He's doing it every day. So when they're at the water cooler at the office and Jenny says, oh, my God, we're getting a divorce. We need to sell the home. You got to call my agent, Corey. He's awesome because he just got the newsletter on Friday that day mm -hmm. from me, right? It's just it's ingrained in their head. So. People yeah. think they spend too much time wondering what the content will be instead of just doing the action. Does that make sense? What, what about the what about the frequency though? Do you think it's too much? Like, uh, I, I personally think once a week on a Friday. Uh, for me, that's that's kind of how I felt like it's good. I think a once a month newsletter has. I think that's a once a month email newsletter is not enough. I don't think that's enough. I think a paper thing is fine with that, but. One email once a month? No, I think you need to do more than that. At least do it bi-monthly, twice, a, you know, once every two weeks at the minimum, in my opinion. So, 
I, I've heard stats like that too. Like people, it looks more spammy if it's once a month, but once totally. a week, they kind of they kind of expect it every week on that same day. Yep. So. And my yeah. and, and keep it short. You don't need a lot. We don't. People don't have attention spans anymore, right? Facebook or Instagram, we're like, dude, next, yep. next, next. So keep it short, sweet. That's all. I, I heard a stat recently that it's something like two or three seconds you have to to hook someone to to watch more, and then the sure. second threshold is like ten seconds right. where they. Right decide if they want to go deeper or not. I can so, see that. I mean, look, if, you've, if you're if you on an Instagram reel or whatever, you know what we do, if you thumb it if it's not great. Yeah, it's like you're just like this. Totally. Yeah. So, yep, 100%. Yep. So I'd, I'd really like to get into the organization of your business. Like, how in the heck do you close 50 transactions a year as a solo agent? How do you keep track of everything logistically, like on the, the actual transaction stuff? Sure. So, yeah, um, well, one, we talked about it, organized. So you've got to figure out how to become organized. You'll never be successful if you're not organized or you're going to have to pay somebody a lot of money to keep you organized, okay? That's another mm -hmm. thing. I don't use a TC. Um, I've, I've tried TCs. I, do, I've, I just can't do it. So for me, and everybody's probably going, I can't believe you do that many deals without a TC. Honestly, when you're organized and you have a system of when you get a, a new deal under contract or whatever, it's extremely easy. It's just setting it up and you set it and you don't, it, it kind of, the old George Foreman, set it and forget it. Not really, but you, you, kind of to that to that uh, level. I mean, I think, you know, fortunately at Keller Williams turning in our, our documents and all that, I think is a very easy, each file takes me maybe 10, 15 minutes a, a, a file. So for, to me, I'm not going to pay a TC, you know, five, 600 bucks for 15 minutes worth of work, to be totally honest with you. Plus, I think you lose a connection when you give too much to a TC with your clients. You're not building during that process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of agents go, yeah, that's great. I got it under contract. Talk to Jenny. She's my TC. And then they don't hear from them for a month, technically. I think you're missing out on a month of bonding, a month of opportunities throughout that month to get more clients. So for me, it's, just, it's, it's just being organized. You've got your file. I know my dates. My dates are plugged into my day timer. They're also on, we all use CTM, right, in some form, mm -hmm. I hope. Uh, you know, it'll let you know what days are due that day. Well, okay, I don't need to, I don't need to pay a TC to do. I'm already paying C, uh, CTM to tell me what days these are due. You know that kind of stuff. So it's just literally realizing that you've got to work. You got to have some sort of work ethic and not hand it all off and just become organized. In my opinion. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I, to me, I found it extreme. I've had it at, at one time. I've had 18 under contracts at one time. That's listing and buy selling, <laughs> same time. And that can't even me, imagine. It was, it was a lot, but honestly, I did, I've never missed a deadline. I've never missed an inspection resolution. I've never missed a deadline, ever. And so that's accounting for a lot. That's a lot of transactions. I've never been, you know, I've never had, people think I have all these people working with me, and they don't. It's just me being organized. And I enjoy work. Don't get me wrong. I probably work maybe a tad bit more than the average agent, but I enjoy it, and it's rewarding. How many hours a week would you say you put in? I mean, I, so my daily, so I'm a morning guy and I'm a big, I, I'll just throw this out. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of your clients. So I'm a big, I've always been a big fitness guy, like stay in shape, eat healthy, do your best. So I'm a big morning guy. I get up at four, between four and five every day. And then I go to the gym in the morning. I'm a morning gym guy. It starts my day off. I love it. Like it mm -hmm. just gets the energy going. So, so that's me. I get up in the morning. I'm a, so my, I love my mornings. And then I start from there in the morning and I'll work most of the day. I'll even work. I try to stop. I've gotten better at it. I've tried to stop, you know, later in the evening and spend more family time, but I'm still available if I have a client that works late and that kind of stuff. So hours, I could never even remotely tell you how many. It's probably more than, I mean, it's certainly more than 40 hours a week. I can guarantee that. <laughs> so, but it, it's quite a bit. And I do work on Saturday and Sunday. There are days I do take off. Like I, I love fly fishing. I mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. I'll let clients know I'm out. 
I'm also, I've got that on my phone. I think it's neat. If you're going to be gone for the day, people respect that. But let them know you're gone, right? Let them know on your voicemail, hey, I'm gone. It's Saturday. I'll be out hiking. I'll be back in the afternoon. If you need me, I will call you back. That's really easy to do, but it lets people know you're going to call them back. Or I'll be honest, this is something that I've been doing a little bit on. I've actually got an agent now that I've, I've, I've transferred my phone number to, okay? An agent you know, that I've got a relationship with that can call and be a voice. Hey, listen, Corey's out right now, but I'll take down this information. I'll call you right back. That says a lot, guys. So that's something you could look at doing, and you can pay them on an individual basis. Somebody who's maybe not as busy, but it's a licensed agent, so they can answer questions about a property if somebody's calling on it. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Those so, are some great yeah. tips. So where do you where are you taking this? Are you happy with where you are? Do you plan on building some more? What are your where do you see yourself in a year or two years? Yeah, so it's funny. People are always like, "Well, why haven't you grown a team?" And 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 I don't. I, I have nothing against the team. I have friends that run highly successful teams, the whole nine yards. But I would say there's a lot of people out there that are individual agents that can really do what I'm doing. They just need to become organized, right? And so. For me, I love. I enjoy what I do because I like the people. It's really the people side of this that I really, really enjoy. Yes, the. the I mean, I'm not a, like a house guru where I'm driving down the street and going, "God, I love that house, that house." No, it's more the relationships. I like the real estate side. It's fun, but it's the relationship side. So for me, I plan on doing this. I I can't imagine stopping. Um, one thing that I, I I've spent so much time on my clients. I never really got too much investment real estate for myself. I've sold all mine over the years. So I'm actually working on getting getting more of that right now, kind of, you know, that retirement idea per se. I mean, I've been really good and I would suggest this to everybody. Start retirement account, however small it is, as early as you can in life. I'm just going to tell you it's the best thing you can do um, in some form, whether yeah. it's the true financial way or if you're buying rental properties or whatever. Think retirement early. Don't wait. You're, you're going to hate yourself if you do. Um, but anyway, so I plan on, I don't really plan on deviating a lot from this. I will say the one part of my business that I'm working on, cause people always wonder like, well, it sounds like you have a pers- perfect, nobody has a perfect business. We're always trying to tweak, um, right. it, it, me is social media. I have a love hate relationship with social media. RJ, you and I were talking about this in the beginning, um, before we got on, I just, that's the one struggling part that I have. I'm not really that guy that's going to take a picture of my meal and say, I'm here today. And then I'm over here tomorrow and I've got 15 posts a day. So, but I've got to find a balance and I'm really working on that. And I think I've gotten a lot better over this last year. That's one of my goals that I'm working on. So, you, you know, it's, I heard a stat recently that only something like 3% of, um, let me think of what it was. 1%, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but something like three, 3% of people found their agent on social media. Wow. So, I look at it as more of a top of mind thing to stay in touch with your with your clients, and um, you, you know, with you know, like with what you're saying, you have a love hate relationship with social media. I think it's uh, you know, I, in my humble opinion, I don't know if it's super super important. Like if you're looking sure. for clients on social media, that's my point. Is not a lot of people are finding their agents there. Most people are finding it through friends, family, coworkers, repeat clients, like you're saying. And uh, that's that's the heart of a strong real estate business. That's right. I, that stat's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up just to see because I do. I think people feel like that's the next way to grab future clients. And if that stat is correct, man, that's clearly not. It just goes back yeah. to that old school business. It's a relationship, long term business. If you have that mindset every day, yeah, it's gonna take some time for you to grow that business. But if you do it right, you're gonna be very happy down the road. I can promise you. Totally. Totally. Um, well, any other words of wisdom that you'd share with other agents that are listening to this? 
I would say, um, you know, right now, interesting market. I think we can all say that. Um, you know, I, I, most of the agents that I've spoke to, and this may not be across the board, but, you know, a lot of high-producing agent, individual agents, teams, a lot of people are about 50%, 60% less than where they were last year or the year before. It's a, it's a, it's a, we've got a lot of sellers that have the golden ticket interest rate that they're saying, and they're not moving. There's a, it's just an interesting market. So I always find these markets fun because it's a good way for you to focus on your business. If you're not busy showing clients, well, then, you know what? Focus mm -hmm. on getting your database just fine-tuned. Focus on the daily inner workings of your job or of, of real estate so that when things do get busy, you're, you've got the wheel is spinning and it's working good, right? So it's a good opportunity to kind of go back to the basics and really get everything running right, even though you may not have as many clients, but get all that ready because at some point it's going to come back. So just understand that you're, mm -hmm. you're going to get busy again if you're doing these things. So I just, I would say, you know, that's, it's, it's an interesting market, but use this time wisely, you know, build, you know, really work on the, the, the fundamentals of your business. So. Awesome. So, I mean, you're, you're really a unique agent in the fact that you can close so much business on, on your own like this and how organized you are, which is awesome. I have an interesting question for you. If the yep. president were to call you and they have a special project for you, what would be that special project? Oh, gosh. Mine, you know what mine would be, honestly? It would be um, communication. Um, and I would say that is, uh, over the years, and I was talking about this the other day, if there's one thing I know for a fact that I have salvaged real estate deals, that if I had two, if there was, if I was not involved in that deal, that deal would have died. It was solely because mm -hmm. I was able to communicate to the other agent and not saying, not taking anything from that other agent, but it was how I presented things and how we discussed it, things worked out. So I would, I think I'm, if there's something that I've, I've always been a very good communicator. It's always trying to solve, it's a win-win both sides. You go into that, it's not that hardball cutthroat, I'm going to, you know, that, it, that doesn't work. You know, sure, maybe it does in certain scenarios, rare, but it's communicating with other agents. I am huge. I, I don't think I've ever done a transaction in all these years where the other agent isn't like, I would, do it, I would never do another deal with Corey Martin. In fact, agents, like, they know who I am. They know, hey, man, I'd love to do a deal with this guy. He's great. He's, he communicates well. He's got good buyer, you know, clients, whatever, that kind of thing. So to me, it's like, I think if the president, they would say, hey, teach a class on how to communicate with other people. And I would love to do that. I'd love to talk how to take things, um, you know, how to, how to really, because I think that's, honestly, with this younger generation, I think that's going to be a harder scenario. They spend a lot of time on their phone, right? The younger real estate agents that are coming right. in. Communication, that face-to-face, -face, that having, being able to talk, is that, that's a, I think that's a unique talent. And I think I would love to be able to kind of, if, uh, if, if I had that opportunity to talk more about that, right? So. Yeah, I think that's becoming a lost art of that, communication is. with the younger generation. It's funny when I get uh, deals or transactions and I, it's all text. Like I got an agent that's just texting me all the time instead of picking up the phone and saying, hey, Corey, this is where my clients are coming from on this, right? So let's have a conversation. Good. Let, 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 you, know, you can't solve a lot on text. So just that back and forth is, God, it's so, in, it's so valuable. It's so. super valuable. One thing we do in our business is we call all the parties every Tuesday. Great. And uh, I think, you know, even if you're emailing and texting, it's to have a conversation at least once a week at a minimum is – a lot of things happen during a conversation. They do. And it, it opens up a lot more doors. Totally. And it boggles my mind. Sometimes I have agents tell me, don't call me. You just need to email me. I don't want right. your phone calls. Right. And it just, it baffles me. It does. You know, I agree. We're all on the yeah. same team together. Let's, let's just have a chat once a week for a couple yeah. weeks. No big deal. That's cool. I but, like uh, to do that. That's good. Communication is yeah. key. So. It definitely helps.
Yeah. So, well, awesome. You, I mean, I, I really appreciate your time, Corey. I know you're super busy with how much business you're closing, but um, I think some of the things you shared today are valuable for so many agents out there and myself included. I've learned some things today that I'm going to implement in my business. So I, I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, no worries. And, and listen, I mean this to all, you know, the, the, anybody listening to this, if anybody, I'm an open book. I'm not a brokerage guy. Like, and I mean that I love Keller Williams, but also I've got friends and uh, that are at other brokerage firms, the whole nine years. We share ideas. We talk. Uh, if somebody ever wants to reach out to me and, and go dig further into what my, I'm always happy to share. I want, I want good successful agents out there because it makes my job easier when I'm dealing with a good successful agent on the other end. There's enough clients out there. Um, so I'm always happy to share. So if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, I'm an open book. So do do you mind sharing your number or your email? Yeah, no, yeah, no worries. My, my cell phone number is 720-350-3363. You can feel free to call me anytime and you'll see how I'll call you back. (laughs) Awesome. I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're fishing and then someone else. That's will. true. And, but I'll get back to you at some point pretty quick. I yeah. promise. So. Yeah, totally. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again, Corey. And if you're listening to this show and found value in this, please share it with your friends that are in the business. That's how the word gets out and consider subscribing as well. That's how we get our listenership up. And once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. And if you have any buyers that you, that need pre-approval and you're listening to this show, just give me a call. I'd be happy to talk to them and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, RJ.